A close family friend recently remarked that I have my father's laugh. I had never thought about that before, or really heard it myself, but it was touching and reassuring to know that of all the things that I could have inherited from him, which according to the will is not much, to have been gifted his laugh, to embody that, is of value beyond measure. His was the first laugh I ever heard, and naturally it imprinted on me the way our language does, and I was fortunate to hear that laugh often throughout my life. Now, even though I may be able to replicate something like it on my own, apparently, it's not the same as hearing it from him. And without ready access to his laugh, well, as anyone would, I can get low. But when things get dark for me and the eyes start welling up, all it takes are a few close and hearty huffs on my essential oils diffuser to get me feeling chipper again. I've made a special blend of scents that remind me of him with healing notes of fresh sawdust, gunky WD-40, and thick tailpipe exhaust. I'll often have that going in one room while I burn a candle that smells like just-mown grass in the other. Combined, it's almost as if he's here again. Moving through grief, losing oneself to laughter, finding comfort in faith, portraying kindness— these are some of the ingredients we're putting into the cosmic blender this week as we hit the pulse button and whip up a delicious and heart-healthy concoction best enjoyed in the outer reaches of the deep night. friends. Hello, it's me, Dale Shiver, and I'm so deliriously happy to be your host, guide, and guru through this next hour of regrets and revelations we call the Deep Night. We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. Lots of people are calling the area the Venice of Brooklyn, which is why I've opened an authentic gelato barge anchored in the canal beneath the Union Street Bridge. So far, not a lot of takers. Business is, as you'd say in Italian, a slow. But I hope once we hold our first true Venetian, too many pigeons in this pasta is how much carnival night that things will pick up. I'm excited to finally use the very ornate mask that I bought for $200 at the Plaza San Marco. It makes the left half of my face look like a spooky ghost who's wild about musical notes and lace. Anyway, the night is BYO-STD. Just kidding, STDs are provided. In fact, they're inevitable. Speaking of inevitable, my talk tonight on the show seemed like it was destined to happen. I know all of Jeff Hiller's friends. We run in the same circles and have enjoyed many of the same green rooms. And here's what I'm going to say about this episode. I know that sometimes my questions are more like helium balloons. I say something and let it hang in the air and see if the guest ever takes the string that it's tied to. I think that, as they have done in so many TV shows, Somebody Somewhere, 30 Rock, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Broad City, Difficult People, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and On Stage and Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson, Love's Labor Lost, Bright Colors, Bald Patterns, Jeff is a joy bringer, a human being capable of inspiring laughter and mirth by their mere presence. And as you will hear, that is certainly my response to having them on the show. 
there are only a handful of people who inspire this in me, and I can never quite tell what it is, except that they all share a stillness in the center of their being and a generosity in their spirit that invites a person in, and you know that wherever you go, they'll go with you. If you have not seen somebody somewhere on HBO Max, friend, I urge you to write that wrong. And watch, paying special attention to the subtle and beautiful work Jeff is doing on that program. The season finale is coming up, so binge it all, and then you'll have the conclusion uh, uh, on, on Sunday. I was so obviously over the moon to have them on, and the fact that they came on and let me basically laugh for an hour was a real gift and so needed. I am grateful and glad to share this with you, my conversation with Jeff Hiller. Jeff Hiller, welcome to the deep night. Thank you. <laughs> Good beer. I'm so elated to have you on the show. It feels impossible that we haven't met before now. I I agree. It's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> because we have so many friends in common and right. uh, perhaps some lovers too. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Did you ever think growing up as a tall young person in a border town that you would be surrounded by so much talent? No, I, I didn't. I didn't think much about it at all when I was in a border town. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, does it seem like a dream right now, Jeff? Yeah, um, <laughs> not just this moment that <laughs> <laughs> it, because this moment does seem like a dream. Um, <laughs> uh, it it I it, it sure yeah feels like a dream. In other feels words, like it wasn't really planned. You you didn't set out to do what you're doing, and in, in fact, it's it's all coalesced kind of beautifully. It has. It's coalesced beautifully. Exactly. I, yeah. I didn't have a grand plan. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, so so many of those friends that we do have in common, I'm including in that talent that you're surrounded with. So that's the how I'm putting those things together. And right now, Jeff, you find yourself, my gosh, at the white hot, searing hot center of culture uh, <laughs> at the moment because you're on the Somebody Somewhere show. Uh, yes. Which, my gosh, such a good show. It must feel great to be a part of that. I, it does. It feels great. I love it. And, uh, <laughs> I'm very grateful for it. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want more, Dale? I'm sorry. No, it no. Feels, I, uh, it feels uh, apoplectic. It feels wonderful. <laughs> Sometimes my questions are just uh, nice things that I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> so if you say, yes, that's true, then it's, it's that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and you're sharing so many scenes in this program with Bridget Everett. Of course, uh, uh, it's really a, a vehicle made for her, I would say. And and she's great on screen in this, but also, I think you'd agree. Uh, <laughs> and if you do, you can also feel free to elaborate. <laughs> but <laughs> nothing compares to seeing Bridget live. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You're right. It's it's powerful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. She's uh, and it's so different from what you see on screen in somebody somewhere. She's very, um, you know, alive and on fire and and dangerous and hilarious and uh, you know not tamped down. She's 
bawdy and filthy and perfect. <laughs> and and is the idea in the show that we'll get to see that version of Bridget? <laughs> I'm trying to imagine it within the context of the kind of church talent nights that you have. But <laughs> well, um. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly. You know, I'm just an actor. I just say what they tell <laughs> you me. You show to. up, you do your job, you get out of there, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll answer that question when they pay me a writer's salary. <laughs> <laughs> well, and of course, you're also working with my pal Murray Hill. And uh, just in watching uh, him do his thing, there are moments where I can't tell <laughs> if he's delivering his lines in the scene or delivering them and also commenting about being in the, in the whole production. <laughs> well, that could be true, yeah. <laughs> it's part of his charm, isn't it? He's, <laughs> he's, uh, uh, he's, he's definitely someone who can take the piss out of, of anything, and I guess that even means a, a, a com- comedy drama on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. You know what I, I truly love about him, too? He never loses the awareness of the audience, even if it's through a television uh, camera. Oh, intense. Yeah, that's Always true. Always thinking, what are they, you know, how do I gear it to the key, to the rhythm of the audience, even mm-hmm. when there's none? <laughs> <laughs> Even when there's none. <laughs> That's a gift, isn't there? And, and, and speaking of gifts, it's a gift to watch you every week. Um, your, your character is so lovely and, oh. and so so real. Um, thank you for your good work. There was a scene recently where your character, um, Joel, right? Yes. Is, is uh, it's in a seemingly empty mall just watching a coin go down and around into one of these bottomless plastic... Uh, wishing well kind of things. Right, a money trap. <laughs> a money, a money trap. Yes, usually it has, maybe it's benefiting something, or but we know that's not true. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the mall. <laughs> <laughs> right, and listen, malls can use it right now too. Touche. Can't they? Good point. Gosh, um, that ranks as one of my favorite moments of television mm. uh, watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. You know, that was just like caught on the fly because that thing happened to be in that actual mall that we were shooting in. And uh, the director was like, here. And he like pulled a quarter out of his own pocket and was like, just like, sadly, look at the coin. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> well, you delivered, Jeff. I delivered. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, the whole thing, though, is infused with a sort of honesty, isn't it? it mm. It's a very honest show. Um, and your character, kind of a quiet revelation uh, <laughs> in the TV landscape. There's this kindness that is not hidden. Um, and that must be very satisfying to play, quite different than anything you've played before. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never played anything where the main character likes me. <laughs> I just like uh you know I'm a I'm a gay man on the wrong side of 40 and so uh you know most of the roles I've played have just been what I call bitchy customer service representatives you know just like telling the main character I'm sorry no you know <laughs> we don't have that on the menu today that kind of a thing <laughs> right right often a, a nuisance buzzing in uh, right sometimes even if it's like a security guard character or something uh, more than a nuisance perhaps even um an irritant and or someone so completely off 
that everyone else is just left to respond with a kind of knowing look. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yes. The, there's not the satisfying engagement that helps push that character along. No, no. This this is a, a real change in that mat in that sense, and I'm thankful for it. I'm grateful. Yeah. Seems like the other characters, the ones that I've seen, uh, often need a friend. And how wonderful. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> You've finally got one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Couple, a couple. A couple of them, yes, yes. You're a part of the community there, I'd even say. It's really, uh, really nice. Um, and after so much uh, coarseness and hardness in our world, uh, mm. it's it, it really reclaims and portrays tenderness among people. Huh. Um, the exchanges are beautiful, even when there's nothing being said. <laughs> you, know, you know, just the, the companionship that exists. It's, it's really lovely. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yes, it's a highlight of my Sundays. <laughs> now, I do know your esteemed writers, Hannah and Paul, huh. as well. Had you worked with them before? No, I hadn't at all. Um, and, I, and I've since learned that I have you know, thousands of, of common friends with them, but I know I'd never much the same as was with you, Dale. I, yeah, I shockingly had never met them. So what was happening? Why, why, why? <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I've talked to everyone else, you know, <laughs> just not around, not interested. I guess, you know, I had I I was firmly in the downtown world, which I yes. associate you with, um, yeah. and I associate Hannah and Paul with, and Bridget and Murray. But I was also very firmly in this comedy world, and I think yeah. maybe it's sort of like when I was living in L.A. and my husband was in New York, where I was kind of in both places, but also neither. I feel like maybe that's what was happening. I was I was doing improv shows in the basement of a grocery store while you all were making. Art. <laughs> <laughs> and and now where's that grocery store club? <laughs> dead. Dead, 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 Dale. Gone. That's yeah. right. I made the wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually you got there, so I think it's good. This was exactly. the last <laughs> you made your jump <laughs> the last possible moment, but thank goodness you did. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and not every rat can be first off the boat, you know. <laughs> Yes, this rat was last. <laughs> oh, I well, yes, that was up at UCB. Is of course what we're talking about. And right, uh, I was a part of the that group a little bit in L.A. when I lived there. Oh, uh, really? For a time, yes. And they were, I'd say, fledgling at that moment. Um, mm. And I, I took it as far as I could. <laughs> <laughs> which for me was not very far but uh still i i knew if i if i had stayed there i'd have been a big part of CISO. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes you would have listen i got a couple checks from them so i can't argue but yes <laughs> yep. i know what my life would have looked like and i chose something else too so that's okay we're all thriving yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here's a little BTS for you. Um, oh. And this is not me taking credit. 
<laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. But uh, I gave Hannah my coffee maker when I moved uh, just uh, recently. So <laughs> oh. it's, it's a beautiful machine, Jeff. <laughs> Top of the line. Mocha master. You understand what I'm saying? Oh. So uh, it has its own. Uh, it doesn't have a hot plate. So you just put it in the thermos and the thermos keeps it warm. Oh, friend. <laughs> so a lot of good ideas that Hannah's coming up with. Kapowie. It's from that mocha maker. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Fueled a lot of great choices. That's, That's what their production company should be called. It's the mocha maker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Are you a big coffee fella? Um, you know, I, I've only been drinking coffee for about... Well, I know exactly. I, I started when I was 40 because I was like, oh, God, I'm so old and I don't even drink coffee. And then I was like, I'm going to start drinking coffee. So I do have coffee every day now. Well, it's, but it I does the body before. good. But I just, this is something that makes me interesting. I, okay. I have iced coffee even in the winter. Wow. <laughs> that puts That's you my entire in... personality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> puts you in such a rarefied category mm-hmm. of person. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's all <laughs> similar to wearing shorts in winter. They're a different, yeah. different group. And different. I imagine there's not a lot of crossover. Uh, <laughs> Someone recently told me that iced coffee is a very gay thing to drink, which I didn't know, but hmm. I'm leaning in. <laughs> <laughs> Things change after 40, don't they? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, know, they do. We find ourselves just saying, okay. Why not? I guess this is who I am. (laughs) All all those paths narrow. And you look around and say, well, I guess I'm just on this one. So why not uh, sweeten it up a little bit? Exactly. With with some iced coffee. (laughs) You get it loaded with everything? Or or are you just a black iced coffee? No, I load it. Yeah. We have a... (laughs) No, I load it. I mean, I just started when I was 40. What do you think? I'm just going straight to black? Come on. I got it. I do oat milk, and we have a Nespresso frother, and you can froth wow. it to be um, foamy milk. It's, it's I'm, you know, I know the viewers or the listeners at home can't see this, but it's like, a, what is that? Like maybe an inch or two of yeah. froth, and then I put in a little sweetener, too. Yeah. Boy, that sounds uh, delightful. <laughs> can't, can't complain. Yeah. I can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been trying to do some smoothies, and I don't think I've nailed it. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, your smoothie? I try to put the see. I don't really care for banana, so that's a big that really knocks out a lot of the smoothie world. <laughs> so I've got your frozen berries and some yogurt, and then uh, after that, I'm a little lost. So I've been putting in just different stuff: cornflakes. Sometimes I put in some uh, <laughs> some granola. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the opposite of a smoothie. That's a hearty. Because <laughs> I think, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's because for me, when the banana's in the smoothie, you don't really taste, but see, I don't mind a banana. So maybe there's like an aftertaste there that I don't really recognize. But the banana is just the thing that gives it the little sweetness. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, if it's just tangy yogurt. And, and sour berries, <laughs> that's a rough thing to consume. <laughs> Toss in some chunks of granola and it's not a good start to the day. <laughs> I see. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Do you have anything sweet in there? It's gonna just be like a tangy thing. It's very tangy. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because when you said I haven't mastered the smoothie, I was like, "Well, what's to master?" But then, as you explained it, I was like, "Oh, you really haven't mastered it." <laughs> I'm really out of my depth. Oh gosh! Oh, I better better course correct here, and I yeah I see now less hard things. Maybe that's a place to start. Yeah, yeah. Well, you put Go some smooth. juice in it. Yeah, maybe <laughs> or like an orange. Maybe an orange that's got some sweetness to okay. it. Yeah, yeah. It's a little acidic, but I don't know. I had some simple syrup from my Manhattan's. You oh. Put that in. Put that in. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Simple syrup is great. Yeah. You put a simple syrup in your Manhattan? Yeah. Or an old-fashioned, I guess. Oh, an old-fashioned. Right, 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 right. Right. Mm-hmm. During the old, during the pandemic, you remember, we had one. Yes. And um, <laughs> I looked up how to make an old-fashioned, and it said to put sugar in the glass, then put bitters on the sugar, and then muddle the sugar. Yeah, I don't have a muddle, so I just used a spoon. Yeah, but I think that maybe work simple out? syrup might have been the better option. I think it saves that little muddling step. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people with the muddlers. Right. And God has blessed them, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you can't even handle a smoothie. You can't be uh, muddling. <laughs> I, I, I know. Do you I use a was... blender? Do you use yeah, a blender? Yes, I got that far. And I really okay. thought that was going to take care of all the issues. I thought I was done. I thought I just put the stuff in, you hit the thing, you turn the thing. That is I not the case. That. I get that. I made one, Jeff. I promise I won't talk about this smoothie thing the whole time. <laughs> but I didn't understand where the things in the, you have to, or, there's an order to it, right? The layers oh, have yeah. to be right. Right. Because so then you, did it just spin at the bottom and like all the kale was at the top? Holding I tried it. to put peanut butter in it. <laughs> And it just seized up. The whole thing was just a blob of yogurt and peanut butter. It didn't even get to the fruits. The fruits couldn't get through. Well, that, do you have a Vitamix? Because they actually give you they give you a model to shove the stuff down. Oh, no. Wow. If you had told me, do you have 15 minutes just on smoothies? I'd have been like, no, but I do. <laughs> Oh, it's a surprise, isn't it? <laughs> you never know what corner you walk into in the deep night. It's true. <laughs> and it, it really uh, makes uh, any kind of pivot to my, na- yeah. <laughs> my yeah. intended topic a little bit difficult. I'm excited about this segue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what you're segueing to, but I'm just excited to move out, no matter what. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> it, it, not unlike a smoothie. <laughs> okay, okay. We're on the runway. <laughs> we, uh, uh, you know, in terms of dealing with things, the reason that I even thought with the smoothies is this sort of <clears throat> that we're I'm getting on and I need to make some changes, and you're reevaluating things that happen in life. And sometimes some of those uh, things that affect us as we get on, it, <clears throat> one of the major things we have to deal with is is loss or a proximity mm-hmm. to uh, death or some kind of ending 
that has right. transformed us in some way. And I have found many times that in culture, I'm looking for shows all this season, because uh, in my case, I'm dealing with an actual loss of a parent recently. Mm. Mm. And every show I've tuned into is about loss. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not planning to do it. You know, I I, I make Sorry. a very thick concoction in my individual smoothie and set it next to the uh, Barker lounger there to watch my television programs, <laughs> flip it on, uh, you know, Alexa, turn on TV. And uh, oh, wow, I need a smart home. <laughs> so yeah, I need a smart blender is what I need. And all these shows are about loss. It's really at the center. And that's somebody somewhere is no different right. um loss is really there it's really present and i have appreciated the way it's been dealt with within that show hmm. um and uh, i know you know you're coming into it as an actor and participating with that right. um so it's a little different but um it's beautiful to see how because uh, death loss those things have such an effect on us they rearrange us they force us to do things we normally mm. wouldn't do maybe yeah. but that's felt uh everywhere it's felt within a family things have to be readjusted and it's felt within a small town like that which mm. is has a very i mean it's very family focused in terms of who we have access to within the show um right. but it's present there it's changed it's really like you're dropping a rock in the water yeah yeah First of all, can I just say 10 of 10 segue? Mwah. You really, really nailed that. We got there. We got there. <laughs> yeah, but like very smoothly. Like Thank you. The waters were were, were calm. But um, I think I, I think I know what you're first of all, I'm sorry about about your loss. And um, and I I had a, a, a similar loss and I really feel like for me with grief after losing someone who's very important in your life, it's so, it's always around you, but also it's kind of not always around you. Do you know, it's like, uh, it's uh, it's not dramatically around you. It's sort of undramatic. <laughs> What's the opposite of dramatic? It's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just this subtle donut glaze over you. Right. <laughs> Right. My metaphors are a little off right now, Dale. I appreciate but, um, the food focus. <laughs> toss that in your smoothie. Um, Would that work? I think that's a sweet. I think that um, what Hannah and Paul and, and Patty Breen and uh, Jay Duplass and Rob Cohen, who are the directors, and Bridget, who was in the, the writer's room. And um, let me just thank everyone. Um, this is my Emmy speech right now. Uh, Carolyn Strauss, too. I, what they really have all focused on is they're, they're, the big thing about this show is that it's authentic. And I think that they've really accomplished that with grief in that um, Bridget's character who lost her sister. You know, it's there are dramatic moments where she breaks down crying, but it's also just this sort of malaise, the ennui that's just always around you when you're just living and yeah, sometimes you'll just say something out loud like, oh, God, I really miss her. But a lot of the other times you're not even thinking about that. But it's just kind of like, you know, you're full of it. Like you, you have the, the little like level of water right under your neck of just grief. And I think I think there's also never a time in your life like where you're just only sad all day long. Like there's always a moment, even at a funeral where something 
wonky happens and you laugh at it. Right. And um, and I think this show does a really good job of finding those moments and, you know, hanging them on the branches of the tree. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> My metaphors are everywhere. <laughs> I appreciate it. I see where you're going. Yes. Sometimes grief is the granola of a smoothie. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's a little texture in there that you weren't expecting. Then you hit it. You're like, "Uh, nope. Okay. This isn't right. (laughs) That makes me feel weird and bad uh, or or just off. But go on. There's plenty more smoothie to drink. What am I going to do? Throw it out? (laughs) That's right. That stuff ain't free. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, well, I wondered if uh, within, and I let me also be sorry for your loss, uh, endless circle of of being sorry for uh, loss. Uh, But with that um, and with other things that you've experienced, do you turn to faith? Do you turn to your background in theology and that kind of thing? Does that, is that very active for you? Um, yes and no. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I, I think like everyone else, just the last two years have been so shitty that, um, <laughs> uh, I think that there have been times when I'm like, maybe I'll just pray, you know, not, not at right. the top of my list, but, uh, but also like, I'm going to read my horoscope. Maybe today that'll be the thing that helps me or, um, or, uh, let me journal or, or let me meditate. Um, but I guess the, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, it, there isn't really like a nice cure. It's just something you got to sit in. Listen, I've tried them all. Uh, I've got a couple of diffusers of essential oil. I've got the the Himalayan salt lamps. Right. Uh, lots of crystals. Right. Um, Do you have a crystal you recommend? Um. Well. Oh, did I, mean, I just open a can of worms? <laughs> um, I have some. I always like a lapis. And you know why I like that one? No. Uh, Because uh, it's about communication and staying Mm. open to things. So while there might be other ones that are good for protection and that kind of stuff, I'm I'm trying to keep stepping forward uh, Mm. even as things happen. And this is a nice one for promoting and uh, encouraging conversation and and opening up your uh, communication chakra, throat chakra. Yeah, it's so good to have for your job as a podcast host. (laughs) Yes, it's a tax write-off, but um, <laughs> uh, to your what you're saying there too, I I actually started attending um, live streams of church uh, really? during the pandemic. I know, <laughs> no, I don't know if I recommend it. Sometimes I was the only person there, and it's that doesn't feel great. <laughs> it's too much. It was too much pressure, and uh, I, I'm okay with my relationship with God kind of being spread out, you mm-hmm. know, Diffused. but it was like Instagram Live walking in, and then you're like, like oh, how do I sneak out of God? What, what kind of church did you live stream? 
Well, it was a very uh, progressive church because that's the sure. sort of my my tradition was this, of course. Uh, which I, I appreciate being shown. Again, there's so much appreciation here, but uh, I, I like that on somebody uh, somewhere that there's this that uh, religion and faith has been reclaimed from villainy. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that it can also be a valuable part of a person's life uh, for someone to do kind things with. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. Because it's for me, it's been always. A safe space, and it's also, I think, interesting to see a queer person in, in a in a faith community, which you really don't ever see, in culture, but you not, see not it in, in life a lot. Sure, yeah, and not in a way again where it's some kind of secret or they're right. up to no good, you <laughs> right. know, like oh, the priest is doing such and such. Right. I, I mean. <laughs> You're like right. blessing a turtle or whatever you're doing. Well, you it's, haven't it's, seen the last episode. No, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> Such a crazy turn for this show to take. <laughs> well, that, that um, yes, all to say, there are things that this, this past year, we've, again, kind of rearranged things. I don't know if online church is really... <laughs> my path yeah <laughs> but fair I, I was again that feeling of like i don't know what else to do yeah. uh this is available to me i'm yeah. not going anywhere right, um, <laughs> right. i can see. go in my pajamas <laughs> that's right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um well i wondered uh if you had a chance to um uh or if you're planning to go back and do some more performances as things start to change around. Because, of course, even whether that's under a supermarket, you're still a creature of the stage as well as the screen. But you have right. a real love for performing uh, on the boards, as it were. Um, so, <laughs> And I was able to watch some of the Designing Women uh, monologues, oh, which I just found so, uh, again, beautiful oh, and touching. You. And I want to see more of that. Oh, so Thank will you, you do it again? <laughs> I I don't know. I uh I would like to do it again. It's a it's a show. It's it's funny that it's you know, it's a show that is like I wrote myself and it is about my feelings and I found that my feelings because it's around gender and my feelings around gender are constantly <laughs> changing. And um I don't know, there are some things in there that I'm like wait, do I believe that? It's not like I'm like, oh, I don't believe that. It's more like, wait, what do I believe? That's what it more is. Um, right. So sometimes I feel a little like a bit of a fraud to get up and be like, here's my thoughts. And and really the thoughts are like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to, I want to perform again on, on a stage. I'm sure, I don't know. Don't we all? I, um, I do an improv show every once in a while. Even yes, now. you've been you've been back at it. Been back at it yeah. with the some new iteration of some of the uh, yes. former UCB people who have still found each other, <laughs> wandering the street somehow, <laughs> exactly <laughs> eager to do some make em ups. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So I'm doing that, but I would love to do another solo show at Joe's Pub or or be in a a play or I don't know. All are they it. doing them anymore? Me, myself, am I doing anything? Or, or are they doing they? them? Yeah, know. they. Are you? Um, are you? No, no. I still <laughs> haven't been outside. <laughs> oh, you haven't even been outside? Oh. <laughs> I mean, a grocery store run here and there. But uh, no, Gotta not get, to... Granola doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> exactly. But if it did. Um, 
but so many of the places that we perform, subterranean, poor ventilation, uh, <laughs> nefarious characters with whom I have little trust. <laughs> right. And, and like by necessity, small space. So people have to sit really close to each other in order to like justify having an audience. I hear that. I, I haven't been drawn back yeah. <laughs> yet. But in time, uh, I'd like to. Of course, I miss everyone. And there's no place I miss more than Joe's Pub. No, oh, I know. Uh, I will tell you that I did go back in December to do a stand-up show. And I was exposed to Omicron two days after my booster and was, in fact, given a breakthrough case. So stay away. <laughs> I'm right. Is what you, is what I hear. Save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that was such a uh, uh, such a great place, and it is, still exists. I mean, yes. you don't have to catch anything. Um, <laughs> don't risk it for that. But and you were there, a part of a part of that impressive run of like our hit parade and the time where so many people now are really hitting and influencing culture it always takes six to ten years but now oh. it's really you see they're taking the the the, the seeds have taken root and are blossoming <laughs> uh, out there it's really wonderful that must have been great fun to be part of that uh, endeavor which uh, yeah. was uh, bridget and uh, right. neil medlin and murray sometimes mm -hmm. and other people coming Bol in and Bola doing Scola. Of course, of course, sure. Yeah. Speaking of someone who's yeah. taking culture by storm, Aaron yeah. Markey, back to yes. Blackwell. Yes, go people, back through people, any people. of my back catalog and you, <laughs> you'll see these wonderful performers. Um, it's it's just, uh, I, I, I want that kind of experience again. <laughs> I know. I want to go and, and, and have that energy. But of course, everyone moves on. There'll be a new generation. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really talked yourself through that. Good for you. <laughs> That's what this is for. <laughs> I figure out how the damn smoothies work. <laughs> I let somebody know I like them. <laughs> and I get a little bit of a, an ability to talk through some problems I'm having. <laughs> Beautiful. I love so, that. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> uh, being witness to it. Um, well, speaking of advice, you've worked with so many greats. You've had such a unique career, a varied career. Are there any lessons that you would like to impart to an aging guru in a turtleneck with, <laughs> who still harbors dreams of having their name in lights? Like anything Tina Fey whispered to you, something like that. <laughs> um, what did Tina whisper? Tina whispered, um, say lesbian clown shirt. I think that's what she whispered. <laughs> Just whispered alts. Wasn't really any <laughs> advice. Um. Big whisper, is she? No, I wouldn't even say she whispered. I would say she said it. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess for me, maybe this, as, as some, I mean, I'm not a guru, but I am aging and I have worn a turtleneck in my day. And um, I guess... For me, the person who whispered the most beautiful thing, and it came from LL Cool J via the lips of one Bridget Everett, which is just the dreams don't have deadlines. And I think that there is something to be said for hope, even when the logical part of your mind says you shouldn't have it anymore. <laughs> 
frothing up that iced coffee. Yeah. You start exactly. to think. Mm-hmm. The logic says you shouldn't have that much froth on oat milk. <laughs> but you do. But, but you do. <laughs> Take inspiration from that. Yes, yeah. Exactly. That's oh, do I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, well, Jeff, I also was fascinated because in doing some research, I came across another Jeff Hiller on YouTube. And I, I don't know if you've looked into this at all. <laughs> Is it a betta fish breeder? Is he a betta fish breeder? <laughs> he, he may be. <laughs> I didn't call that playlist up. But um, this is a kind of a youth education specialist oh. uh, who runs some uh, kind of, I would assume, religious camps in Oklahoma. Oh. And uh, one of the taglines, which I thought you'd appreciate, is camp is an eternal investment in the kingdom of God. I mean, camp is expensive. So you that's mean like nice. camp or like, <laughs> or like campfire camp? I wish that was the case. Because <laughs> I believe a really campy joke is also an investment in eternity. Yeah, yes, it's true. I know. I just wanted my kid to be okay swimming in a lake, but... Uh, <laughs> Right, I'll make an eternal investment in the kingdom of God. Now, this same guy, I think, because I was able to match up the voices, also runs the Renaissance Fair in Oklahoma. Yeah, okay, I have okay. him. You know this fella. Um, uh, there's an interview where he's in the full Ren Fair garb and everything. And I re- it made me think I love that they have Renaissance Fairs in places like Tulsa, which <laughs> perhaps the farthest you could be from the Renaissance. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to even have the idea, that's an impossible dream uh, along the lines of what Bridget is is talking about. Exactly. (laughs) Have you ever been to a rent fair? Yes. Yeah. In Texas. In Texas. Also, again, similar to Oklahoma, I would say. Hot for so much velvet. (laughs) Serious. That is really true. That is really true. There is um, a lot of perspiration. Perspiration. Yeah. As there was then, I suppose. Yeah, but not as much inspiration as there was then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, do you think uh, if you ever get some uh, crazy money, uh, like uh, what I assume this fella has um, from overcharging <laughs> for camp, um, do you do you think you do some eccentric thing, like uh, buy a castle or start some kind of uh, buy a lemur? Because he has um, a castle, right? He bought Doesn't a castle. A, yeah. yeah. I'm unclear, yeah. actually, if it's just the facade of a castle and then inside things happen or if it is a legitimate. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's in right. Tulsa. What kind of castle can it be? Right. right. It's probably not an original castle. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> my point. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a really yeah. good point. I don't think there's um, any Visigoths running through. Uh, <laughs> they were castle Lady people, Lady Windermere. Right? I've settled in Tulsa. Um, would I do anything? Oh, I, I just would do things like get laundry in my apartment and have a second bathroom and, and um, a bedroom door. And, um, you know, like real luxury items like that. Wow. Like, um, uh, I would love, I guess if I, if one, something I would do if I got money that is a little, a little like questionable about like, what are you doing with your life is like, I would 
love to have a room just dedicated to places my cat could crawl around and enjoy like you know wild trees and stuff <laughs> in a room in my in my home i get it yeah it's a cat <laughs> playground yeah but i mean yeah. i I, re- I mean i'm not like um whatever that designer who left his cat millions of dollars who was that blogger felt yeah. but i i i do think it'd be really nice to just give her that Sure. Give her that gift. And then also, I wouldn't feel guilty if I also got a dog, because I really want a dog, but I don't think she wants one. <laughs> but the cat has a whole room. Exactly. I can have a dog. <laughs> and then I get the dog, and I'm like, oh, now the dog needs a room. It's going to – it's a whole thing. So there you yeah. go. If I get money, it will be a lot. <laughs> yeah, a couple, couple extra rooms. <laughs> and, I, you know, I a bet – four-legged t- castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I bet I, I would imagine uh, that that door on the bedroom is going to be the thing that gets put in last. <laughs> oh, well, I'm a mother. I sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I can tell. I'm picking up on it. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I hope that all happens for you, Jeff. I hope you're Thank able you. to achieve a, a beautiful, sprawling menagerie. <laughs> Full of critters crawling up on carpeted downtown Manhattan logs. Yes, <laughs> it's a it's a true dream. Um, this has been uh, so delightful. Thank you for joining uh, me, Jeff. I'm such a fan. I wish you continued success um, with it. And uh, my goodness, please give my very best to all of your wonderful uh, cohorts over there and companions and collaborators on the show. It's really wonderful. Thank you. And thank you for giving Hannah that coffee maker. Most importantly, (laughs) I should send her a note to see how it's working out. You really should. (laughs) And I will. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. (laughs) Friends, I thought I might not recover there. I truly was unsure if I could ever speak again. And though I have bought a few new items for smoothie attempts, this week I put some ice, tequila, and margarita mix in there, and I tell you what, I didn't mess that up. (laughs) Maybe I got the kind of blender that only makes adult beverages. The machine itself is saying no, rebelling against the latest health crazes. It's like, keep the berries in the freezer, man. (laughs) Do not even think about emptying protein powder in here. These blades are for margs and daiquiris only. And I respect that. We all can only be what we are destined to be. Jeff is destined to entertain. I am destined to be filled with happiness whenever I see them. My thanks to Jeff for being on like from way down in my soul. That kind of laughter was exactly what was required. Aerobics class, margaritas and laughter. And just like that, I realized I may be a 46-year-old woman in the prime of her life and the year is 1985. (laughs) Oh, friends, I got to get up early to meet some gal pals who are going to join me in a mall walk. Till next time, remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead.
Deep Night with Dale is independently produced, written, and performed by James Bewley. Season 14 artwork by M.K. Cummins. Season 14 theme features lyrics and vocals by Kylie Lotz, music by Austin Lotz, and mixing by Zach Robbins. It's never too late to give Dale a positive review while hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts. But you can also tune in to Dale's Frequency on Stitcher, Podchaser, SoundCloud, and Spotify, wherever you are. Dale's right there with you. To get in touch with mindfulness tips, positive reinforcement, or just to say hello, email Dale directly at daleradio at gmail.com. Be sure to follow him on Instagram by looking up at Dale Seaver. From our being to yours, thank you for visiting The Deep Night.